Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that Green Screens Media train. Recording live from somewhere. This is one and done, your fast break of college basketball in formation on tonight's show doubling up again with two conferences i'm going to start off with the mid-american conference return of the mac once again and then we're going to go right over and finish up the show with the mid-eastern athletic conference my name i hey me i'm jay heinrich i'm the conductor of the aforementioned green screens media train follow me on x follow me anywhere at Dr. William Cannon. I'm here to do it tonight with two of the best in the business. We're going to continue our journey across the college basketball landscape this preseason. And tonight, going to go to Eric the Blue. He is on those Twitter streets, in them, at them, on them, whatever the streets. Still calling it Twitter, refuses to change his mind on that. I don't blame him. Find him over there at Fantasy Nav. He is the Baron of Bread at Green Screens Media. That is Eric Roma. What's happening? And back at it again for the Mac and the Miak. This is all of a sudden our sixth conference preview show. So 10, 10 conferences already done. Uh, check those out. Go back on our, our YouTube. Those are all sitting up there. And that information will be like gold as we get closer and closer to the season. And I mean, it, it bears the question, right? Like, who else? Who else is out there giving you 20, 25 good minutes on every single conference in the game? Nobody. You know the answer. It's one and done. Right there, it's on the shirt. You already know. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons and show some love for this man. He is last in the intros, but first in our hearts. You can find that man on X. At MC Holland 34, he's the OG Money Mike and the captain of the Green Screens Media Ship. That is Mr. Mike Holland. What it do, baby? Yo, what up? What up? Hey, I've been teasing, been teasing the folks out there, man, and uh, it's just been very busy. Uh, college football starting up. We just did our fantasy football draft, and uh, my piece on betting it's still coming. It's it's coming this week, so I'm just making sure that it's nice and right, so you get all the information you need on uh, some of these preseason. Uh, national championship odds. So that is coming soon. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, we talked about the Mac a ton. And then, uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to brush up our knowledge on the MEAC, the MEAC. Um, and, yeah, I'm just excited to get MEAC. it started. Absolutely. Like I mentioned earlier, don't forget, to, don't forget to smash those like and subscribe buttons. Make sure you turn on those notification bells so you don't miss a minute of any of our college basketball coverage. And if you're hanging out with us tonight or if you're watching at a later date, leave us a comment in the chat or in the comment section. Let us know what you think about what we're doing here. You can follow the show on X at one and done CBB, all spelled out. One and done CBB. And then, of course, the get, the Green Screens Media <clears throat> X page, excuse me, is at get green screens that's where we're seeing some mlb bets here and there you know we've hit a few you know been pretty consistent might not have got one the other day but you know we made up for it earlier on so hang out with us over there at get green screens let's not bury the lead anymore tonight the mac and the miak as mike said starting off tonight with the mid american conference a 12-team league last year's regular season champion was Toledo 16 and 2 in the conference not too shabby there for the little Rockets and then uh yeah just edging out Kent State for that regular season uh title and then in the conference tournament Flipperuski Kent State defeats Toledo in the title game to get that NCAA tournament berth where they were a 13 seed and lost to a, an extremely talented four seed Indiana 71 to 60 in the first round. Uh, let's see here. The MAC, 19th ranked conference in Ken Palm Conference rankings. Two teams in the top 100 last year at the end in Toledo and Ken State and Akron just outside at 105. So 
like we like to do here as we get into the conferences. We like to start with some headlines tonight, and we always start with our guy, Eric the Blue. Eric, what's going on in the MAC? I mean, I think the big storyline is the fact that there is incredible coaching discrepancy up and down this league, right? You you mentioned Akron just a bit outside at 105. John Gross is heading into year seven. You've got Rob Senderoff at Kent State. He's going into year 13. You've got our friend, the Todd father, Todd Kowalczyk, heading into year 14. And then everyone else is basically in year three or less, right? So being able to you know navigate the very dynamic waters of college basketball is difficult for any coach, but it seems like experience is worth its weight in gold. And there's a pretty clear distinction between haves and have-nots when it comes to head coaches in the MAC. A lot of the coaches that we've interviewed in the offseason, make sure you go back on the YouTube channel and look at some of those interviews. Those are evergreen, just like the stuff that we're doing right now is uh, come back and rewatch this stuff and just brush up as the season gets closer. But the coaches talk about experience on their teams through the transfer portal. And, 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 and however, that, you know, just bringing up the talent within their program. <clears throat> what they obviously don't talk about is the coaches in their own conference, just like this, Eric, like you were saying, that are on the younger side in terms of experience. And that definitely shows uh, more often than not when you have a lot of young head coaches in the league. Mike, come to you now. <laughs> what is your main, I guess, I want to, it's maybe not a headline, but like, what, what's something that this conference, we just got to figure something out here. What, what, what's, what's, what stands out to you? Uh, for me, it's who's going to play some defense. Uh, 10 of these 12 teams finished outside the top 200 in defensive efficiency. So offense was not a problem. You will find uh, a lot of good offense in this conference again this year. But it's going to come down to who's going to get enough stops, who's going to get key stops. So I think that's going to be the telltale here, uh, as it is with most leagues, right? Defense uh, wins championships. And it's going to be another uh, another grind out to see who's going to win this conference. It'll be a lot of fun. It doesn't. It always comes back to that, right? We're always talking about defense, guard play, like you know, those things that we always talk about in college basketball being important. Those things will never, ever change. Some of the things that do change in the conference from season to season are the stars. And let's hit on those stars of the MAC right now. <clears throat> I'm going to give you guys a, a star of this conference, and uh, we'll go from there. So we'll start with Enrique Freeman here, the forward from Akron, 6'7", 210, I like that build right there, 17 points, 11 boards, and over one. Look at this. Goodness gracious, the stars. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm walking into a Super Mario <laughs> Brothers game here or something dun, like that. Dun, this, dun, is, dun, dun. <clears throat> this is this is tremendous. So we're gonna reveal these stars underneath these stars here. We will show, and the first one we'll show here is Enrique Freeman, as I mentioned. Probably Mike, one of the most productive bigs in the country last year. Yeah, absolutely. Um eight what, almost 17 points, eleven rebounds. That's uh that's pretty good. So, um, yeah, one of the most productive bigs last year uh, in the country. And uh, we talked about his story this offseason. It's a great story. Just plays with a lot of intensity, um, plays inside the paint, not much of an outside shot. And this offense is going to have to go through him this year. And we'll see if he can become a little bit better facilitator. But what you're always going to get uh, is going to be that hustle and that intensity. And that's going to go a long way uh, for this Akron squad. Going to be somebody come DFS time that if Akron is on the, the slate, that's he's going to have to pay up for Freeman for sure. Moving on now, Eric, I want to ask you about Tyson Acuff, Acuff excuse me, guard from Eastern Michigan, 6'4", 200 pounds, love that size uh, on a guard for sure. 14 points, almost three dimes, and over a steal per game last season for Eastern Michigan, but was overshadowed a little bit, Eric. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fair way to put it, right? He he transferred in from from Duquesne, and it it feels like over the course of the the season, you know, he he really found his game. So, you know, now now that he's at a point where this is clearly his team, right? This, he has the opportunity to to answer the bell. You know, I I, I like I like how his game is going to kind of project into the upcoming season. And one thing to keep in mind is that he's he's actually he's a he's a better three point shooter than last year might have let on, right? Shot about 30, 34% from range last season. Season prior, he was flirting with 40% from downtown. So he gets a little bit more comfortable stroking it from from uh, from distance. And 
you know, he can he can be a big difference maker for this team. I can deal with thirty five percent, man. Like I, it, and any three point shooter Not in bad. volume, I can I can deal with thirty five percent. So even if he just bumps it up a little bit from last year, he's those points will go up, and then they're going to have to respect him more. And he'll get those drives to the basket. I, I, yeah, looking for big things from him next year. Mike Morgan Safford here, guard from Miami, Ohio, Miami of Ohio, excuse me, six five two ten, big guards in this conference. 15.5 points, six boards, two and a half dimes, and over a steal a game for Safford as well. Explosive year for Miami of Ohio after transferring from Wofford, Mike. Well, he really progressed offensively at all levels. Um, I mean, the, the percentages just went up. He's getting to a free throw line a ton, um, which obviously, uh, you know, going to help those points per game, getting to the line, getting those freebies. And he's a very strong rebounder. You talked about the size, Jay. Uh, six five two ten, so he's able to grab the rock, you know, and make something happen in transition. Uh, just a very underrated player. Um, so I went ahead and gave him a star uh, going into this year uh, because he's very fun to watch. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, six five two ten. That's an that's an NBA body. Like I mean, banging around in the MAC here, it's a it's not a bad not a bad gimmick to have, uh, especially with his skill set. Keyshawn Williams, guard from Northern Illinois, 6'3", 175, 18 points, four and a half boards, and two and a half dimes last year for Williams. Uh, Eric, he's coming off of back-to-back impressive years now. Yeah, it feels like Williams really has a, a ton of momentum built heading into this season, and he he might be one of the top guards that nobody's talking about in the entire country. He's absolutely explosive on the offensive side of the ball. I mean – he is pretty much on the highlight reel every single time that he's he's taken the court. So there's there's a lot to like, right? These sort of dynamic players can really be a center of gravity for a team. And, you know, he can he can really lead Northern Illinois in a new direction. And, you know, if, if I if I want to nitpick his game, you know, maybe want to see him create a little bit more this year. But ultimately it, it feels like the arrow is clearly pointing up on Kayshawn Williams and he's he's gonna be another fun one to watch this year. Let's keep on going up on this graphic and uh, reveal the star here. Mike, Jalen Hunter, guard from Ohio. Six feet, 195 pounds, 13.2 points, 6.0, I'm sorry, 3.6 rebounds, four assists. God, this is the type, Mike, the guard play in this conference is, is this is the type of thing that can help a conference get a little more recognition from the outside here. Sorry, I just wanted to like this. This these overall guards that are going to be the stars of this conference. It's just going to be fun to watch. Thirteen points, three and a half boards, four dimes. Shoots forty-one percent from three-point last year, and almost two steals a game. Like Mike, talk about putting it all together here. Uh, after some time at Old Dominion, finds a new home at Ohio, and and just really just gets it done. Well, we see this a lot, and sometimes it just takes a new system, um, maybe a new fit. Uh, Greater usage always helps, right? Um, the guy's got a smooth stroke, obviously 41% from three. Um, definitely got a smooth stroke, uh, but he's also a great facilitator. I mean, you just read off the stats, man. He's pretty active defensively, great hands. Um, you can obviously tell that by the steals, but really just an all-around game. He continues to get better. He put up some some massive performances last year. Uh, and, yeah, I'm excited to see him uh, it, you know, really take a, another step here and, and really become a star of this conference. Jalen Hunter is going to join Keyshawn Williams, Morgan Safford, Tyson Acuff, and Enrique Freeman in our stars to watch this season in the MAC. Very nice, man. We keep, I don't know where we keep finding the money for this graphics for these. I don't know. It must be coming out of Eric's paycheck or some. It's not, I'm, I mean, it's not mine. I'm still getting paid. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but uh, good. <laughs> Good stuff there. Good stuff there. All right. You guys know if you've watched any of our other previews, and if you haven't, welcome, of course, to One and Done. But if you've watched some of our other preview shows, you know that we like to to bring out the tears, the tear maker, not the tears that uh, Ball State fans are probably going to cry after this season. Not those. Sorry, Ball State. But tears as in oh, the top tier, up high, oh, mid and then a little bit down at the bottom. So for tonight's theme, we are going time pieces. So the top tier would be 
the Rolex wearing. Woo! Diamond ring wearing. Woo! All right, Rolex. Rolex will be the upper tier tonight. Right in the middle, solid, quality, durable, versatile Timex. Starting at the top with Rolex, mid-tiers Timex. And then we're going to be, we're going back a little bit farther. Uh, we're going to go to the old sundial, let you know where these teams will sit. And I, I sort of spoiled one of them already um, a little bit ago, uh, if you were paying attention. But um, right now, let's show them what we're talking about here. In that Rolex tier, Akron, Kent State, Northern Illinois, and Toledo. And that Timex right there in that mid-tier, Bowling Green. Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Miami, Ohio, and Ohio. And down at the bottom, using a sundial, trying to figure out, you know, why if that big woolly creature from around the cave is going to get them. Ball State, Buffalo, and Western Michigan. Mike, why don't you hit us off with the Rolex wearing, woo, Dama Rick. No, go ahead, Rolex tier. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, um, a lot of the familiar faces in this Rolex tier from teams that finished uh, up at the top of this conference last year. Akron, 13-5 and five last year. You just talked about Freeman. Um, man, just a solid, solid player, the best big in the conference, probably the best player in the conference. And they also get versatile forward Ali Ali. He comes back after a year with Butler, so going to pair up with Freeman. That is going to be an impressive front court in this conference. Yes, uh, losing Xavier Castaneda, that does hurt, but uh, they have the most seniors in this league, so expect them to be very good again. I uh, would say the odds-on favorite uh, to take this thing down again. Kent State coming through 15-3 and last year, obviously made the tournament. They did lose in Syria Carey and Malik Jacobs. They took them to the tournament last year. Uh, but they still have Coach Rob Senderoff. He's one of the best in the conference, and they also have some nice pieces coming back. Transfer Portal, uh, doing them some wonders here. Central Michigan forward Reggie Bass comes over. He averaged 12 points per game last year. And then Tyam Freeman, he's coming over from UCF. Uh, very underrated. I uh, didn't get to see a ton of him, but when he did get um, you know, some chance to play, he, he shined. So uh, looking for him to do some big things at Kent State. Northern Illinois, 9-9. Nine and nine. Uh, We talked about the stud in Williams, but – there's some backcourt mates that are uh, pretty good as well. Nutter and Coit, uh, they both averaged double figures last year. Uh, you know, also there's three down transfers coming in, so this roster is going to be plenty good, and I'm expecting them to uh, be in the mix here. Toledo uh, did lose our guy Ray J. Dennis to Baylor. Uh, also lost Milner and Shoemate in that front court. That was a very fun offense, uh, but they do have some guys that are capable of stepping up. Tyler Cochran's a very good player. Raheem Moss, he's been in the system for a couple of years. Uh, Marco Maletic from LIU is transferring in. He's a very good scorer. Plus, it's Coach Kowalczyk. We know he's gonna. We know he's gonna get it done and be in the mix uh, pretty much uh, as soon as this thing takes off. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, the top tier here. The Todd Father himself, Coach Kowalczyk, a friend of one and done. Of course, we we're lucky enough to talk. To, the boys are lucky enough to talk to Coach Kowalczyk. Um, yeah. Pretty solid top tier there. No, not really any surprises. But Eric, um, moving on now to the Timex uh, tier, you know, the mid tier. Some some talent here. You know, some ability to maybe push, try to push their way to be that Rolex win. Woo! But uh, but yeah, tell us about this mid tier. Yeah. So unlike at least three of the four teams that Mike talked about in the Rolex tier. The Timex tier does not have nearly the coaching tenure amidst its ranks. I'll start with Bowling Green. Falcons were 5-13 and 13 last year and basically wiped the slate clean. Just new faces top to bottom. Got Todd Simon coming in from Southern Utah. Did bring a player with him, Jason Spurgeon, uh, the, the big man following along with coach. So, you know, should know the system. Could be an anchor for, for what he's trying to implement there. He's also got a couple of guards, DJ Smith from Little Rock, Trey Thomas, a big dipper from Vanderbilt, you know, can give this team a little bit of pop. So feels like despite being a rebuild, a lot of nice pieces for, for the Falcons here. Should be interesting to see how this one all comes together. Central Michigan, the Chippewas, another team that was 5-13 and 13 in league play. You've got Brian Taylor, the guard, real solid player on both ends of the floor. Also got busy in the transfer portal, brought in Anthony Pritchard from Tulsa. I mean, this is a kid that can score in bunches, heat up faster than a microwave, as we like to say. And the rest of the rocks are in the, the front court. 
mean, there's kind of some question marks there, right? A couple of key pieces that we've we've mentioned here, but you know, a lot remains to be seen for how it will all play out for the Chippewas. Eastern Michigan, those Eagles are the third team in the Timex tier. They are the third team that went five and thirteen in conference play last year. Look, their their story was all about Amani Bates last season. He's out the door. He was drafted by Cleveland. So, you know, now now this program needs to figure out how to move forward, right? We talked about Tyson Akoff already. This is going to be a star in this league. And, you know, obviously Bates is out the door, but a lot of pieces returning for Eastern Michigan. So, you know, should be able to see at least that sense of familiarity right off the gate. And they do bring in former Georgetown forward Jalen Billingsley, real nice upside ad. You know he's 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 back for um, for another year here with with the Eagles. So, you know, really really a lot to like about this roster. Obviously, losing a pl- a player of Bates caliber is going to take a bit of adjustment, but think that they can ultimately pull it all together. The fourth team here in the Timex tier is Miami of Ohio. They did not go five and thirteen last year. They went six and twelve. This is this is a team that I think might be the most on the rise. I expect a lot of improvement from Miami of Ohio. Um, they've got forward Anderson Maribau and guard Morgan Stanford. You know, great sophomore years, both of them. Really like to see the direction that they're heading. Not sure if they've got quite enough to get up into that Rolex tier, but definitely a lot to like about Miami of Ohio. And speaking of Ohio, the last team here is the Ohio Bobcats. 10 and 8 in conference play. I mean, look, this this all starts with the backcourt of, of Hunter and Miles Brown. They did bring in a senior transfer from Creighton. We got Sharif Mitchell, real solid player. Love seeing these guys dip down from the high majors. And this team, you know, it returns a bunch of guys in the hole. So, you know, feels like feels like they should be pretty solid from the get-go. You know, question marks as to whether or not they have enough ceiling to really push for a conference title, but if nothing else, you know, I, I think they're going to be a pretty steady group from the jump. Eric, I told you to tell me about some teams that were going to push to try to make it make it up to that Rolex. I don't have very much confidence after hearing the, some about some of these teams that there, there's very much depth to the, to this conference. Mike, am I wrong here? Like, is it just is, 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 is everybody at the top and then just a, whatever else? Is that sort of the feel here? Yeah, I bring it back to what Eric said in the headlines, man, the coaching discrepancy. I mean, three of the top four coaches in the league, man, they just seem to get it done year in and year out. So I expect Northern Illinois with that uh, that backcourt uh, that they have to challenge those three teams up at the top. But, yeah, I mean, the mid-tier, it's solid, but I just don't know that anyone has the upside, as Eric said, to to really get it done. It makes sense. Let me get to, to the old sundial users here, still hoping that it's uh... – not partly cloudy all day long and they can't get a feel for what's going on because they've got to pull up that old sundial action down at the bottom tier ball state cardinals 11 and 7 last season but five freshmen and two redshirt freshmen now that are going to have to play a bunch they're absolutely decimated by the transfer portal here um be patient cardinal fans this is it might might want to hang out for a little bit and just give them a year and see what happens. Uh, the old Buffalo Bulls, nine and nine in the conference last season. Outside of forward Isaiah Adams, I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Adams, and I hope somebody else, you know, can throw it in the ocean that night. Uh, lost three out of the top four scores from last season and are just super duper young. So somebody might step up. You know, that's, that's the thing with some of these teams is there's a lot of unknowns. So if, you know, if those unknowns happen to work out and maybe that's what could cause a team in the Timex tier to move up to the Rolex and the Sundial or the Timex, you know, um, last one here at the bottom, Western Michigan Broncos 14 and I'm sorry, four and 14 last season in the conference lost Lamar Norman, their star guard, have some pieces that are okay, but it's just not a lot there. I mean, nothing that makes me feel like there's going to be a jump here or anything like that. So um, down there in the Sundial tier, Ball State, Buffalo, and Western Michigan. The Timex tier, Bowling Green, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Miami of Ohio, and 
Ohio. And up at the top, shining off the road, wearing the rollies. Akron, Kent State, Northern Illinois, and Toledo. That is your tier segment for the Mac. And that's it. Mac. All done. Return of the Mac. (laughs) Here once again. And uh, I mean, if you're digging what you're seeing, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Leave us a comment. Just say what's up. Let us know you're hanging out with us. We see you. We see you hanging out uh, with us tonight, right there in the old uh, studio. So why don't you leave us a comment and just say hey, and we'd love to splash it up on the screen for you. Um, make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Do your part in the Green Streams Media Universe. Follow all these guys on Twitter. Two of the best in the business here that I get to do this with. And um, let's move on to the old Miak. The MEAC Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, an eight-team conference here. Last year, the regular season champ, Howard, 11-3 in the conference. Conference tournament, Howard. But they squeezed by Norfolk State, 65-64. to And then as a 16-seed, Howard lost to those Kansas Jayhawks. 96 to 68. Ranked 28th conference in Ken Palm metric rankings. No teams inside the top 100. Let's start once again with our guy, Eric the Blue, the old Baron of Bread of Green Screens Media, live and in the flesh there. Eric, let's start with the old headline. Yeah, I mean, look, this is. Uh... This is one of those conferences where the headlines excitement, right? There's going to be excitement here, right? Let's go. Well, look what I what I will say, especially since we uh, we talk about the game through the DFS lens a fair amount. Maybe not a ton of talent in this conference, but the pace is incredible, right? First, the number one team in the country in terms of tempo, five teams inside of the top 100. So, I mean, if nothing else, like going to be running and gunning, should be some high scores. Should be a fun brand of basketball to watch, but I mean, a little, little lacking when it comes to the star power, right? First in tempo and first in our hearts. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Baby. Mike, what do you got? Jay, just interjecting life into this conference, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to start it off kind of with Eric. It's like, a, um, I mean, I don't really have a headline. Uh, maybe someone needs to step up in this conference. It's just, uh, Kind of one of those deals. I don't. I mean, I don't really have too much. I guess that I want to uh, <laughs> want to dive into. Maybe we can get into you know some of these guys. That it, think, uh, I mean, is it one of those things where you've just got to flip a coin? Some not again. This guy can't be serious. He's back. Is he? I thought we called security on this guy. Is it? It's got it. has got to be right. Is it jumbotron, Jim? Uh, security can't get me out of here. Uh, I hear you guys have nothing on this uh, conference, but I want to play a game. Let's do the mascot challenge. Oh my God! <laughs> what is it with this guy in games, dude? I thought we picked. We were, I guess rent rents due or what? Is that what we're having to do here? Rents always due. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. What, let's play this game. Whatever. Let's, just get let's, it over let's, with. let's do the mascot challenge. Let's go. All right. The mascots in the MEAC. We got Coppin State Eagles, Delaware State Hornets, Howard Bison, Maryland Eastern Shore Hawks, Morgan State Bears, Norfolk State Spartans, North Carolina Central Eagles, South Carolina Central State South Carolina State Bulldogs, I, I apologize. Come on, Jim. Bull, uh, Bulldogs. JJ. Jay. This first JJ question is for you. Oh, I need to go first. Great. Oh, thanks. Yeah. What do you got? Which mascot would you want as your sixth man? <laughs> Off the bench. <laughs> Eagles, the energy. Eagles, Hornets, Bison, Hawks, Bears, Spartans, Eagles. Lots of eagles, lots of birds, lots of insects. No, it's not. It's not. It's it's gotta be the bison. Ooh, he, bison runs. 
Bison can, yes, over the bear. Bison run 35 miles an hour, can jump six feet at a time. Okay. I mean, this is, the, I weigh a bear. <laughs> and they're faster than a bear. I'm taking the bison. We're getting, we're doing like bison with like the Dennis Rodman hair dye. We can do, we'll do that though. That's, it's gotta be, be it's gotta be the bison though. It's gotta, I, yeah, it's the bison. It's All like, right, you better hope they don't adopt the uh, hack a bison strategy against him. Oh, he'd be a problem at the line. <laughs> oh. Jim's, Jim's the line. got it figured out. Y'all, over the bear, you were already underestimating the bison anyway, Eric. I don't want to hear about it. All right, what not else? What got, else? Not everyone's got deep bison knowledge in their locker, Jay. All right. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Read a book. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Next. All right, what, Jim? Oh, question. <laughs> Eric the Blue, befriend, fight, and eat a mascot. What do you got? Well, right off the bat, I'm going to eat Jay's teammate, that tasty bison. Bison <laughs> burger, bison chili, all of the fire. So easy choice. Jay's going to be looking for a new six man. So I'm going to eat that bison. Uh, befriend? I mean, I'll, I'll befriend the bulldog, right? Dog is man's best friend. <laughs> Have a oh, little nice. buddy to come along with me, and then fight. I'm definitely not fighting a Spartan. It's got the shield. It's got the spear. Don't want anything to do with any of these birds of prey. <laughs> I mean, I think it's kind of process of elimination here. I'm gonna fight the hornets, right? Like, I live here in South Texas. I'm the fighting Charlotte hornets, hornets? Left and right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as long as long as I can have that that can of the spray with like the 20 foot range, I think I'm cool squaring off against the hornets you wouldn't fight an eagle like you're no, worried about an eagle? an eagle like you want to fight hornets it's it a dinosaur how, it's an evolved how, dinosaur how, about fighting an eagle? Hit, how hard did you hit a hornet it's gonna, it's gonna sting you bro i'm breaking like, out the raid uh, it's easy uh, all right well i know now i know why you want to eat the bison it's because you're scared of it in terms of the fight because you know it would take you down so that's that's hey oh, you did apparently it runs fast you didn't travel this far up the food chain to to get to fight a bison. All right, that's got to be it, right? Yeah. Is rent yeah, rent's paid done, up right? yet, or what? We got one more oh. for the Capitan himself. Oh. Which mascot is most likely to be canceled? Canceling a mascot. I mean, I know the Bulldogs have been in the paper for like I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go that route. Um, Hornets, I guess. I mean, I I got this nest. I don't know if they're hornets or wasp or what, and I'm tired of dealing with them. Um, so they're they're definitely giving me some fits. I'm, I'm pretty over it. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and cancel those, man. Cancel that. Take take them to Eric. So fight them. <laughs> yeah, I'll punch every one of those bees. <laughs> yeah, come hornet. on over tomorrow. Hornet. <laughs> well, there's been a hornet's nest up here for years, and they're my best friends. So I don't know about I all bet that. They, I bet they are. Yeah. Did we pass? Well, what else, Jim? You guys pass. Your answers please me. The rent has been paid for now. Oh, for oh. now. Dude, when well, are we gonna shake this guy loose? <laughs> this guy's serious, isn't he? Like this this is gonna happen. He's got this a mascot gonna... fetish too. <laughs> well, I mean I guess they are our one. I mean, uh, who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, if you're still hanging out with us after all of that, hit those like and subscribe buttons for sure. Uh, and make sure to stick around here because now we've got something brand new to one and done. We're going to talk about some guys busting down the door to try to be the next star player in this conference. So we're going to talk about a few players here looking to bust through breakouts and really take a step forward here. Busting down the door in the MIAC, as it says so nicely right there across the screen there. So, what do we got coming up here? There it is. There it is. It's door number one. The aforementioned door. Yeah, the, the aforementioned door is right. Looks like, um, let's just let's see how many doors you had. Probably five or six doors, I would imagine. Guys that are in that range to step up and be that next player. So who's knocking down that knocking those down? Who's behind door? Who's behind, who's behind number it? one? Who's behind it? Oh, 
There he is, Marcus Dockery, guard from Howard, 6'2", 170 pounds, nine and a half points, and shot 44% from three. You can dig with that in 22 minutes a game. Played behind stud Elijah Hawkins, who is now off to Minnesota through the transfer portal. Mike Dockery is an absolute sharp shooter. Yeah, great three-point shooter, 44%. <laughs> Jay wanted 35%, so I, you know, he's got really got to dig 45%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also played a nice game against Kansas in the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, really started to shine towards the end of the year. So I'm expecting, as our guy Eric likes to say, a big leap forward for old Mr. Dockery here. So excited to see him take on a uh, bigger role. I can tolerate 35% from three. I would much prefer Mr. Dockery's percentage at 44. Um, all right, we got to have, let's, who's behind? What do we got? Door number two, right? We've got to have, there it is right there. Who's knocking doors down? Door number two. Who is it? Bah, Shy Odom. Staying at Howard. Okay, forward this time, 6'6", 230. 11 points, four and a half boards in 22 minutes last season. Mike had a terrific, I mean, an outstanding freshman season. Yeah, he's another guy that really shined in that Kansas game. Uh, had 15 and eight. Uh, if you played him in DFS, you were rocking it out at that min price, or I think it was like 3,700. So a value play. I remember it like it was yesterday. Wish I had more of him. Uh, but he's going to get all the minutes he can handle. And, man, I'm looking forward to seeing his sophomore year. Could actually see him maybe garnering Player of the year votes. I feel like he has that type of talent. May take another year, but I'm expecting him to, uh, you know, really challenge for like a 15 and eight type season, kind of like what he did um, against Kansas there. That's that's high praise. That's big time stuff there for a guy just going into his second season here. That's that's big stuff. We'll see how it goes for Shy Odom. All right, door number three. Door three. Odom. Let's open up doors three. Knocking those down. Winston Tabs. Guard from Morgan State, transferred in from East Carolina. Uh, somebody transferring in that's going to look to uh, stand out in this conference. 6'2", 195 pounds, three and a half points in only 11 minutes uh, per game, uh, Eric, but also only played 13 games because of injuries. So um, something that's happened to him, not the first time. You know, and, and somebody going from Boston College to East Carolina now, really dipping down to to, to Morgan State to to try to find his way in the college game. Yeah, heading to Morgan State from Boston College by way of East Carolina. And the, the thing you mentioned off the top is is really the, the thing for him, right? Like down season last year by and large due to that injury. But in the prior seasons, prior two seasons where he was healthy, averaged more than 13 points a game. So, you know, definitely seems like he's got a lot of pop that he can bring here to the MEAC. And look, if he if he stays healthy, I, I think this is another guy that can have an absolutely monster year. I mean, we talk, we see this so often, guys, that the injuries and just you want guys to be able to, to play. It's a part of the game. We know that, right? But we we talk so much about these players and you just want to see them like last year, Hunter Maldonado, not Hunter Maldonado. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From, from Wyoming yeah. Maldonado. And we just, we, we were expecting big things out of Maldonado and then just the injuries got to him. We, and Wyoming season was in shambles. Yeah. I mean, that, that old roster was, yeah. like, that was just that entire roster was, there's a lot of bad luck there, but, but hopefully Tabs can stay healthy for from Morgan State and, and get a full season in. That'd be it'd be great to see. All right. Looks like uh looking down the uh looking down the old room here. Looks like we've got <laughs> three more doors to get to. Three more doors to knock down. Who's who is behind door number four? Martez Robinson, <laughs> guard from Delaware State, 6'2, 180, 12 points, five and a half boards, almost three dimes last season. And shot 37% from three, definitely in that range of what I can handle uh, on my team. And a steal and a half per game in 30 minutes, Mike. So somebody that's already, I mean, 12 points, five and a half boards, and, and almost three dimes. This guy is like on the cusp. It's almost like when you fill a cup of water up <laughs> and then you just like, drip drop by drop to see when that meniscus is going to burst and that water mm. goes over the side. 
that's what it feels like with Robinson's game right now, just waiting for that last drop to hit. I was told there was no science on this show, but <laughs> here we are. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, super consistent. He's basically gotten better every year, uh, especially statistically. Um, he's gotten better. Uh, man, like this kid is just a player. He does it all offensively. just think he's in line for a big year. Um, you know, I, I kind of teach Shy Odom. He's probably the front runner um, as far as statistically for player of the year. Um, he's going to have to do a, a – a lot of carrying of the weight here for this team, though. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Christian Eames, guard from Norfolk State. I think I heard he was hanging out behind door number five, maybe. Is that right? What do we got behind door number five? I saw him in the lobby earlier. There he is, <laughs> Right there, guarded Norfolk State, 6'2", 180. Average 10 points, three and a half dimes and shots. Uh, 37% from three also. I can definitely deal with that in 26 minutes. Only played 13 games. Should be back and fully healthy, though, Mike. Yeah, very strong finisher for a guard when you watch the tape. He's entering year five. He's put up some great games in his career, so you expect uh, you know with the full season of health for him to really be a problem in this conference for sure. Lastly, one more door here to bust down. And if I, if my other guest was Ings and I knew he was right, I also saw this guy behind the door. So open up door number six, bust it down, Kaheem Brown. Guard for Norfolk State, <laughs> 6'5", 200. Big size on this cat. 11 points, three and a half boards, and three dimes per game while also chipping in a steal every single game on average in 25 minutes per. Love the all-around game for his size, Eric. Yeah, that's that's really the story for him, right? And and Kane Brown, you know, he filled in really nicely when when Ings was out. So definitely seems like he's the type of player that is just pushing for more opportunity and can do a lot with it. He's he's a he's really kind of a slasher type, right? He's a good cutter, like like you mentioned before, can really do a lot of things with that frame that he he trots out there. You know, if if we're looking for where the breakout might come, it it might be his it might be his three ball. At least that's an area that we'd like to see him develop, right? 29% from range last year, you know, did increase from the prior year. Maybe that trend holds. Ultimately, if he does, I, I do think that Kaheem Brown is a nice piece here for Norfolk State. No doubt about it. A lot of, lot of all-around players in this conference. It might not be the strongest conference, but a lot of these players, it's not that star power, not that, you know, just going to knock you off, you know, knock you off your feet, but but some really solid players. And if a few of these can step up, you know, keep knocking them doors down, like we were saying, busting down the door in the MEAC with Marcus Dockery, Shy Odom, Winston Tabs, Martez Robinson, Christian Ings, and Kaheem Brown. Make sure to pay attention to those cats in this conference and see who will end up as the next star of the conference. Speaking of things that are bright and shiny like a star, let's move on to our tier section, which of course would have the bright and shiny diamond on that Rolex, the bright and shiny neon uh, light to turn on to see your Timex. And also, well, there's nothing bright about a sundial. You gotta have the sun to shine on the sundial, I guess, that's that's bright, right? So again, Let's get to our tiers once again here, this time for the MEAC. Rolex is the top tier, Timex mid-tier, and the Sundown at the bottom. Start at the top with Howard and Norfolk State. And then it, I mean, <laughs> Delaware State, Maryland Eastern Shore, Morgan State, and North Carolina Central filling out that Timex tier. And then down at the bottom, on Sundial time, that's Coppin State and South Carolina State. Not to get too political here, but the middle class here is really not. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that is that is that Van Jones? Who is that over there? Is that, I can't tell who that is on the screen. The screen shrunk down. I can't tell real quick. But anyways, uh, let's go to Eric first. Why not to hit the Rolex wares in this conference? Howard and Norfolk State. What about it, Eric? Gotcha on mute, big cat. Hello. On Hello. mute as I'm firing off a quick whoop 
for the Rolex tier. <laughs> uh, two teams up top, Howard Bison, 11 and three last year in conference play. Look, we, we talked about two of these players in our spotlight already, right? So we've got Dockery, we've got Odom. You know, we've, we've gone over, you know, what we expect from them and what we've seen from them thus far. Maybe the biggest piece for Howard is uh, going to come by way of the, the transfer portal coming in from Ohio State. We got Seth Towns, former Ivy League player of the year. I mean, the guy's been injured. I'm pretty sure he's on year seven or nine or 15, however many COVID years you're allowed to have. He's had like twice as many, but nothing else he's experienced. He's, uh, he's played some big time ball should be able to move the needle for Howard. And in the second team up top, like Howard, Norfolk State, 9-5 and five last year, also have a dynamic duo that we spotlighted in Ings and Brown. So definitely like where you're starting with the Spartans. They've also got forward Dana Tate, who's a solid player for them last year, about 10 points per game. All told, seven seniors, five juniors, right? Like just the type of continuity that you're looking for at the top of this roster with that, you know, that that pairing up top that can really put Norfolk State over the edge. If they don't finish in the top two of the conference, that would be a disappointment for Norfolk State. Like it would it would be a it would be a down year for them to not finish in the top two for sure. Head on down to the old reliable, the mm-hmm. old the old steady Eddie, the old versatile Ooh, Timex tier. <laughs> Mike. Let's go over to you for the old mid-tier. All right. I'll take this tier with the old Timex. Nothing wrong with it, right? It's very steady. Uh, you know what you're going to get. Uh, Delaware State, 4-10 and 10 last year. We talked about uh, Martez Robinson. They returned 11 players. Uh, guard Kyrie Statton, he's also pretty solid. Uh, but I just don't see them taking a huge leap into that elite tier. Uh, but I can see them finishing around 500 in this conference. Maryland Eastern Shore, now they were 9-5 and five last year. They lost a lot of key players. Uh, coach Crafton, man, he's a he's an excellent defensive coach. They've got a bunch of JUCO additions, so they're going to be heavy on the JUCO train. Uh, I just feel like they're going to take a slight step back. So I don't know if they have quite the upside that they, they did a year ago. Morgan State was right at 500 at seven and seven. They lose some heavy scoring production. Ultimately, they need Tabs to be healthy. We just spotlighted him. They're an older team, um, and they need some production from their newcomers. So looking for them to uh, probably stay at that 500 spot. And then North Carolina Central, uh, ten and four, um, have them sliding down a little bit here. It's big time turnover. They lost their top three scores. Nobody on this team's averaged more than six points per game. That's all, you know. That's coming back. Uh, man, I don't know. Like you just you just trust Coach uh, Moten uh, heading into year thir- uh, fifteen, uh, which is the longest tenure in the conference for sure. And uh, we know they're going to play tough defense as well, so that's uh, going to keep them in every game. So I expect them to round out this uh, Timex mid-tier. I'm going to go ahead and take the sun down again. Looks to you guys always just leave me with these. these the sun is still shining. The sun is still shining. I guess the sun will come out tomorrow, maybe, for Coppin State, 4-10 uh, and 10 in the conference last season. And then on top of that, Lost their top two players, and I mean it's a it's a very young team. Just a lot of uncertainty. Um, new coach over there, Coach Stewart, has a lot to on his plate here to try to figure this out. He has work cut out for him for sure. So, Coppin uh, State down at the bottom, and then South Carolina State Bulldogs two and twelve last season. Uh, maybe. In the second year, Coach Martin can figure something out over there. Got need some guys to really start developing and buying into what he's selling. But it's probably going to be another long year for those Bulldogs. All right, down at the bottom, Sundial tier, bottom tier of this conference, Coppin State and South Carolina State. Right up in the mid-tier, the Timex tier, Delaware State, Maryland Eastern Shore, Morgan State, and North Carolina Central. And then, of course, up at the top, in that upper tier, that Rolex tier, we have Norfolk State and Howard. And, of course, Howard's up there because they have the Bison as their mascot, which would be <laughs> the correct choice for sixth man or companion on a deserted island or however, whatever question it would be, the Bison would be the <laughs> correct choice uh, for out of these mascots here. No more hate for the Bison. Um, yeah, but Howard's probably going to win this league, but that's okay. 
At least rent's at least rent's paid, man. Like, man, geez. is it though? I mean, he's probably just gonna he's probably gonna show up again next year. I have to pay you rent know. every month. You know, you're earning, yeah. Well, you do. Yeah, you do. Y'all don't. <laughs> Not with these graphics. <laughs> might want to might want to might have a conversation about that, dude. Uh, I mean, really, it's it's it's. I mean, all right, cool. All right, what a show. You got the Mac and the Miac in the books. Just like that. Boom. That's 12 teams now that we've or 12 conferences, I should say, now that we've done right. Rolling our making our way through the country across the uh, landscape of the college basketball game in the preseason. And I get to show up two or three times a week, and I get to do it with two of the best in the business right over here. That's Mr. Eric Romoff. He is the Baron of Bread at Green Screens Media. You can find him in those Twitter streets at Fantasy Nav. And he is Eric the Blue. And then, of course, the OG Money Mike, El Capitan himself, the captain of the Green Screens Media ship. That is Mr. Mike Holland. I am your humble conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media train. My name is Jay Heinrich. Follow me on X at Dr. William Cannon. Follow the show at one and done CBB. Follow at Get Green Screens. Follow at The Real Napier for our guy, Chris, coming on and doing big things in the one and done family. Make sure you take care of each other. Take care of your uh, all of your uh, fantasy drafts. Get over to drroto.com if you're still preparing. You still For some reason, you still haven't done your draft yet. Get over to drroto.com. There's stuff from all three of these cats in this in this room right now. To try to help you in your fantasy league, but make sure you're back. The next show right here on One and Done, where we continue our college basketball talks. Have a good night and a good day. Let's get this bread. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.